Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can. Um, Don C. Williams Jr. tweets in, 100% agree Robin on Otani. He should be a much bigger deal in the media. As for him playing in California, Ichiro played in Seattle, so geography shouldn't impact him. Well, look, part of it's the the Angels are mid uh, to to use uh, to keep the weed terminology going. Uh, the Angels are are mid, uh, so therefore um, that could play into it. Then there's the time zone, but again, time zone doesn't really work as an excuse because the Lakers receive plenty of coverage, right? And, and they play in the the same exact market, so. Um, I, I think it's more to do with the sport and how regional the sport is and how much the sport doesn't really promote the stars uh, the way maybe it should. Or maybe it's just never going to be that way anymore. Maybe it is a regional sport now, and, and it's just not worth having these discussions. But I feel like if there was ever going to be that crossover star again, it has to be Otani because he just checks so many boxes, right? He's uh, unprecedented or transcendent in his play. Guy's got... 30 home runs, 12 stolen bases, and is pitching. <laughs> and is a starting pitcher as well. I mean, it's wild. Uh, he is seems incredibly likable, you know, um, even down to not throwing a fit when he got checked for the, the sticky stuff. And, you know, he's got international appeal. So, yeah, his um, first language isn't English, which you could argue is a drawback in promoting him in America. But I, I think you could easily turn that into a selling point as well. You know, getting getting the worldwide market involved, and 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 obviously, he you know he, he has an interpreter with him, but also ha- has you know learned English as well, um, to a degree. So like, there's a lot to like about o- Otani, and it just seems to me the stuff he's doing should be like whoa, out there in front of you all the time, and instead I've seen just as much coverage of belt buckles. Just as much coverage uh, of belt buckles. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Before I for- forgot, I wanted to just sh- share a, a quick note because I know the producer of the show, Anthony, will a- appreciate it. Um, yesterday was Brett the Hitman Hart's 64th birthday. Legendary wrestler, Brett the Hitman Hart. The, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. The excellence of execution. And... Perhaps the most blowback I've ever gotten on anything was Bret Hart related. Um, 
everybody knows if you don't real quick the Montreal screw job and this shouldn't be Bret Hart's enduring legacy maybe that's why it upsets him so much because he's you know it gets talked about more than anything else about his career and, and this is a guy who belongs on any list of you know if you're ranking the greatest professional wrestlers of all time top five top ten you know I, I can't see going past 15 somewhere in that in that range right uh, and, and I loved him as a kid from when he left the Hart Foundation to 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 be his, his own uh, solo wrestler and, and and winning the title and and, and being the, the guy for the, the WWF at the time WWE now but the Montreal screw job where he was facing Shawn Michaels he thought the match was supposed to win uh, end one way instead he gets put in his own move, the sharpshooter submission move, and doesn't actually submit, and the bell is rung, and he loses the match. And this was not part of the script. And he felt betrayed by Vince McMahon, who ran the company. And the backstory is Bret Hart was leaving the company to go to the rival company, WCW, when the Monday Night Wars were going on. And, and Vince was clearly worried about something like Bret taking the title to the com competition's brand. Or, you know not you know having the the title transferred to Shawn Michaels at the time who the WWE was trying to make the face of their company going forward. Brett didn't want to lose the belt to Shawn. Uh he didn't like him and it was in Canada. He's a hero in Canada. My whole take this takes away nothing from Bret Hart's career. I thought he was being a baby in that situation. I thought the right move whether or not he had creative control in his contract which apparently he did. Um was to give the, the belt over to Sean, to do that, you know, do the job, as they say, in the lingo of that business. Um, and it's been like a, a, a source of controversy ever since. So I, I did a piece for Sports Illustrated about that. and got You got ripped. Back. Oh, yeah. You got ripped by one of the greatest managers of all time, Jim Cornette. Yeah. That's why I was sharing because I knew you would appreciate. You want to you want to pick up from here for a second, Anthony? It seems seems like you're having a lot of uh, revelry. Well, no, it was just it was funny because I just yeah. remember uh, I was listening to his podcast and they brought you up and they just started ripping into you. Yeah, I mean they really ripped into me, like like you know, uh, hilariously, but also viciously, like just undermining my my uh, my uh, skill. And, and presentation, and it's, I think they said it was like a third grader or something. Whatever the point. Not like it was like my best. Oh, yeah, ever. yeah, they they hated your writing. Yeah, yeah, that was what it was. But I think, to be honest, I mean, but people are, are so reactionary to that point, too. And I whether or not you have a problem with the quality, that is a subjective thing. And like I said, it, I'm sure yeah, I, I, it was not my best work. I know for a fact it was not my best work. But as far as the point goes, I – I'm not going to back off that point. And I, 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 it's a backhanded way to say happy birthday to Brett the Hitman Hart. I don't want it to come across that way. He deserves the kudos. He deserves the, you know, all of the flowers for a legendary career, pink and black flowers to match the Hart Foundation motif. But he should have lost that match to Shawn Michaels. He should have just, you know, the, the Montreal screw job, I think, um, as Vince famously said, Brett screw Brett. Uh, you know, that's more true than it isn't true, in my opinion. But it also shouldn't be what defines his career because he's one of the greatest of all time. And there was a reason he was at the top of the mountain at the, the time that that happened. So I don't know if that was a, a rude way to say happy birthday. I wasn't trying to, to do that. I was just trying to share a little anecdote about me and wish Brett the Hitman Hart a happy birthday.
855-212-4227. Let's go to Paul in Charlotte. Paul, you're up with Robin Lundberg here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Robin. Thanks so much for taking my call. It's a beautiful day here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Enjoy listening to a good conversation on a Saturday morning. Thank but, you, sir. Uh, just wanted to weigh in on a couple points about this whole marijuana thing. I must uh, confess I'm a recovering attorney who did uh, criminal law defense for many, many years. Okay. And uh, handled many drug cases. So that's, that's my background on the subject a little bit. Gotcha. But uh, I think two things that you mentioned. Um, the one... You mentioned that this is not just an American um, Olympic or doping committee issue. It's an international issue. And uh, whenever you get involved in an international agreement, be it the I- Iran nuclear deal, you know, from a government perspective or the Paris Climate Accord, whenever you get involved in an international agreement, you give up a good bit of your sovereignty to the world. And that creates a whole different set of issues and problems. It's not just possible to change things because as our company, our country may feel, um, the rest of the world may not feel. And it's not so easy to change things. It's like trying to turn around an ocean liner. Um, it, it just doesn't work that easily or that well. And I think there might be a lot of countries that, you know, disfavor marijuana or other intoxicants for, you know, maybe legitimate reasons. So I think well, I, I believe of, uh, Japan is, is uh, one of them, uh, you know, where the Olympics are, are, are being held. Tokyo, I, I believe it's very stringent uh, there. Yeah. So that, and that, I just have one point. other one other point that uh, it doesn't have to do with legality, but. I think with, with any kind of, you know, arguable alleged intoxicant, and you mentioned earlier that they raised the, uh, the level of the THC in the testing, which is, you know, probably a good, a good you know, a good starting move. But, um, you know, these, these athletes push themselves to the highest level of mental and physical performance, and a lot of them race in close quarters. A lot of them are, you know, maybe using even, like, dangerous implements like uh, pole vaulters or uh, javelin throwers or skeet shooters. And uh, I think there's really legitimate reasons why you don't want any kind of intoxicant in the bloodstream because you don't well, then want to why, risk- why, that, that, Yeah, I have to – I mean, that goes back to that tweet. Then why is alcohol permitted? Well, is alcohol permitted? Don't they do yeah, testing Yeah, alcohol, alcohol was removed the from the prohibited list in 2018. So- well, see, here comes the yeah, – I mean, like I said, I, this is one of those complicated things where you see both sides. And I don't understand why alcohol would be lifted and other, other things wouldn't. That makes no sense whatsoever. So, which but, is part um, of my, no. which goes into my argument for why the the weed aspect of it should be lifted. Again, I, I don't think. Look, uh, and and thank you for your call, and, and you seem reasonable perspective. Uh, but like the whole Emmanuel Acho tweet, it kind of hit, hit at that the the javelin throw aspect of it. With any substance, right? There is responsible use and irresponsible use. Regardless, I, I mean, there's some su- substances. I don't know if it's possible to use responsibly because of what they can do to you. But you get my point. Um, where it, it, when you, you're, you're starting to use them uh, and, and you can't keep yourself from using them before your, your job or professionally or whatever, you're, you know, you're talking about a problem. You're talking about you know, abuse, not use. And I don't think for the vast majority of these tests and things, we're talking about somebody under the influence while they're competing. Has it happened? Obviously, it's happened. It's happened in every sport, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, you can go into any NFL locker room, any NBA locker room, any Major League Baseball locker room, whatever, and hear stories about somebody being high or being drunk while participating. But that's not the norm we're talking about here. I mean, what's the David Wells story? He was just hungover? But, what, you know, uh, you get the point. That, that happened. 
But that's not really what we're discussing here. Really what we're discussing here is, is something being in your system and you testing positive. Not showing up to sprint high or drunk or what have you. Uh, but if, if the argument is – l- let me just entertain it for a minute. If the argument is, well, you know, you have these dangerous instruments, that, I, I, I think it's silly. I just think it's silly on its surface. Uh, I, I, I'm not scared of a, uh, a stoner with a javelin. Sorry. But um, if, if that's the argument you want to have or, or you want to bring to the table, you cannot make it without addressing alcohol. Um, which I, I, you know, is the, the the first substance I think any of us think of when you're talking about not operating a vehicle or machinery or or anything else. You know, um, you, you don't you don't want an apple on your head, and the archer being drunk trying to 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 take the apple off your head, right? Spike in Saint Petersburg. Spike, you're up next here with Robin Lundberg on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, my friend, how are you? Hope you're well. I am well, sir. Atta boy. Okay, uh, a couple of things. One on Otani. Uh, as far as baseball goes, the baseball business has crossed the Rubicon already on, in terms of earnings uh, with revenue sharing. So market size may affect promotional. You know, they're not the NBA that we love. But they're not going to do jack the owners as long as they're making money. I've been around a long time. and I've been in business a long time, many different businesses. I never saw a businessman that's going to stop himself or herself from making money. So, you know, they could promote Otani. I thought the other night his demeanor when he got knocked around, they didn't get knocked around. He just couldn't throw the ball over the plate. A couple of hits here and there. Uh, he was much different. His demeanor culturally is much different. He didn't walk off the mound and throw the glove, glove at the uh, bat boy or something, you know. But that's just one thing. He should be marketed. He's brilliant, and uh, it, it's nice to watch him. Now, the NBA, our first love in sports. Um, my guess now, I don't know odds and all that. I'm in Florida. There's no betting. Not that I'm a better much, but I always like to bet on the NBA. I'm guessing Phoenix, Milwaukee, and it's probably a toss-up odds-wise. I'm sure you can look it up. If it comes down to that, I would have to. I think it comes down to the status of of Giannis's knee. Absolutely, yeah. they'd be foolish to play him, give him more rest. I'm a little bothered by it. Uh, not bothered, you know, uh, casting aspersions on anything. Um, as a purist NBA, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. You want to see the top players play. I think they they play too much, too fast. Uh, that was LeBron's say on it. But we could give you a, a long list of probably the top 20 players in the NBA, and, and a third of them or 40% of them are out of, of those remaining. You know what I mean? It's sad to me, but uh, conversely, I'm happy for Chris Paul. I think, by and large, NBA fans want Chris Paul to win this. Uh, he's just exemplifies going back to, you know, getting rejected at North Carolina or Wake Forest. He's just a. He's just a beautiful player to watch. Uh, always, uh, you know, to Spike, I'm yeah. going to get into the, the injury thing coming up in, you know, give okay. me about uh, 20 minutes or so. All right, one more quick that. thing. Thanks for the time. Uh, have a good holiday. Enjoy. Uh, the thing with, with, with Chris Paul and, and the incident the other night, you know, I played ball a lifetime ago. You play, probably still play competitive basketball, I'm guessing, when you can. Uh, Patrick Beverly, look, he's wired differently. He, it was terrible what he did. It was absolutely wrong. Forgivable, though, in, in the heat of the moment. You know, the apology was a little late. I always like a guy like that. We used to call them, I don't know, my, my, some of my language is older. Right? They still call guys like that a dog, you know? I don't you know if they co- do. That compete? 
compete to yeah. a certain level? Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, look, should... Pat, Pat Bev shoved Chris Paul right in the back. He obviously shouldn't have done that. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people who have wanted to do that to Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> over yeah, he pushes, he pushes the boundaries of the rules, absolutely. Yeah. He chirps, he talks all the time, he, you know, he pulls the jerseys, he tells the refs on people. Um, yeah, Pat Beverly competed his tail off in that game. He tweeted, emotions got the best of me. My bad wasn't meant for you. Congrats on making it to the finals. Best of luck. I mean, yeah. I, I think yeah, cool. we, we all sort of uh, – look, Pat Beverly, um, he toes that line between, you know, dirty. You know, crosses over, but he's the kind of guy I think most people would want on their team. So Absol- I- I'm, ju- I'm just going there. I'll leave you with this. I'm just going there. You give me that in the backcourt, undersized or not, Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul, you got our championship team because you got both what you need. You got two dogs. I hate to even say it that way, being a pet sitter, but that's what you got two dogs, and those guys want to win, and one of them's going to win. I'm trying to remember did Beverly win with somebody? Did he uh, win I with don't- the Spurs? No, I don't believe he's ever won a yeah, title. Yeah. But so who you like? A lot of, he's been on a lot of good teams, and I'm sure the next one, you know, looking at his, I think he might be a free agent. I have to look at his status, but he could, uh, you know, wind up on uh, a- another team going forward. Yeah, who, who the, you like, Robin? Who you like? Uh, Do you like the Bucks with Giannis? I, if 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 Giannis was healthy, I'd like the Bucks. But knowing what we know, I have to lean the Suns. The Suns are the betting favorites, by the way, at minus one seventy five. The Bucks at plus. 180. Appreciate the call as always. Spike 855 212 4227. If you want to get involved, at Robin Ludberg on Twitter. That's R O B I N L U N D B E R G. You know, name, image, and likeness uh, obviously is going to affect college sports, but will it affect the NFL as well? We'll get into that coming up. Uh, Pat Bev is an unrestricted free agent in 2022, by the way. Uh, it is the Robin Ludberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. It's The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Name, image, and likeness has come to NCAA. How will it affect the NFL and professional sports leagues as well? I'm joined now by Andrew Brandt of the MMQB Business and Sports Podcast. And Andrew, you know, it's interesting when you look at college basketball, right? There have been alternatives that have emerged um you know playing overseas the the g league stuff like that the nfl that's not the case college football is still kind of the the minor leagues if you will for the most part how do you think the nfl is viewing this change and how it could affect their pipeline yeah good morning robin yeah to see change for college athletics as of yes two days ago um it's an interesting question because it's not kind of a minor league, but college athletics is the minor league for the NFL. Unless I'm missing someone, 100% of the labor force came from the NCAA. Um, so how can it change? I mean, we already have the three-year eligibility rule in the NFL. You can't come to the NFL unless you've been three years removed from high school. Could some of these players, you know, not a Trevor Lawrence, but some other players stay because they're making money now and they don't have the financial pressure to get to the pros right away? Yeah, perhaps. We just have to see how this plays out. I think it's probably a good example of someone that maybe would come out because they have financial pressure and be a seventh-round pick or even be an undrafted free agent. But if they can make 20000 40000 60000 the next year 
in college and get to the fourth round, the third round, the second round, yeah, I think that could be a model. Theoretically, could it um, incentivize more participation? I mean, not not that the, you know. There's obviously an allure of playing college football in general, but there's also you know the 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 dangers that come with with, with playing football. Uh, when when there is a path to monetization, albeit at not the level obviously of the NFL, but to some degree at the college level, considering how big, especially you know, colleges are in their their local markets and specific regions of the country. Do you think that right. has any impact on persis- participation? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think, you know, we have a monetization angle in in college sports for the first time in 115 years. We're two days in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've seen the one thing we've noted in the past two days is that it's not just the Trevor Lawrence's are going to get these deals. And that's what everyone kind of debated, including the NCAA, which kind of felt like, well, there's not going to be consumer demand for women's athletes and men's non-revenue sports. But there is. I mean, at least there is at a level because, you know, the Zions and Trevor Lawrence's are outliers. The real college athletes are the basic college athlete that's not a superstar. And that's what we have to see. And again, these are small deals. You know, they're not going to be deals that knock your socks off when you see the numbers. But if you're a college kid who's never made money and never had an ability to make money, it's a big deal. Robin Ludberg talking to Andrew Brandt of the MMQB Business Sports Podcast here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, I remember my part-time job in college. I don't remember what we making at that time. It was certainly below what the minimum wage is even yeah. now, right? Uh, so th- th- that factors in to the whole equation. How do you see this as a, you know, obviously it's a sea change. How do you see it impacting the NCAA? Is this the kind of thing that we look back and it's like pre-NIL and post-NIL um, under the NCAA? Or do you think that this eventually leads to even grander changes? I think it does. And I don't get me started because I was part of working groups. You know, I, I represent Villanova and we've had working groups for two years two years, you know, the conferences, the colleges, athletic directors, conference directors, trying to craft NIL, because we knew it was coming. You had state laws, you had federal laws, you had the O'Bannon case, more cases coming. And then it was going to be live in July, in January. And they said, yeah, we got COVID, we got the Alston case, the Supreme Court, let's put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And lo and behold, with 12 states set to enact on July 1st, they just threw up their hands and said, yeah, go at it. (laughs) And the schools are left to figure it out. And I've been recording videos for the uh, Villanova student-athletes. You know, it's just a Wild West right now. And they could have prevented that. And the fact they threw up their hands just tells me they knew it was coming, and they can't stop it. And hopefully... It doesn't go to pay for play. Now, people have to realize this is not pay for play. Schools are not compensating anyone. It's all third parties. But with the Supreme Court case and with this, you know, we're cracking the door open. Are we going to get to pay for play anytime soon? No. But I think we're chipping away at that old notion of amateurism piece by piece. 
You know, um, it, it, with your your business acumen and the the way you could read the marketplace, obviously you were you were an agent, uh, uh, you know, previously. That's yeah. still not on the college level. But if you could go back and and uh, get a cut of of any previous college athletes earning power from name, image, and likeness, who would that be? Is it is it Tebow? I gotta imagine Tebow would have commanded some bank back in the day. Yeah, that's the name that stands out. I mean, I know there's a name in the news right now because he wants his Heisman back and Reggie Bush. Mm-hmm. You know, it had to be. It would have to be a college athlete on a big time program on TV all the time. You know, it could be one of these Duke basketball players that just has so much name value. Because what you and I know so well is that there's a handful of athletes that come into the NBA and NFL every year that are more well known than 95% of their pro team. <laughs> and, and those are the guys that are re- would really cashed in, and I bet they're regretting it right now. You, you think there's an um, advantage for the, the, you know, an even more stark advantage for the, the prominent programs now, or um, is this a, a trickle-down effect? It's going to be a recruiting tool. I know it is already. You know, I know it is that you're telling the top athletes that you come here We can't pay you. Of course, that's illegal. But we got this down the street. We got this down the street, especially, I think, for down-the-line players, you know, where you can get $10,000 a year doing something. Believe you me, this is going to be a big recruiting angle uh, for schools because next year they're going to go to the top quarterback or the top point guard and say, look what our quarterback got. Look what our point guard got. And if it's more than the other program got, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, we'll have to see as it plays out. But obviously, um, uh, a, a sea change, I guess, is, yes. is the, the the word uh, or the phrase that I've been using. Andrew, appreciate your, your time as always. Thanks for coming on and, and enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Robin. And I, I don't think I mentioned I do this newsletter now. It comes out tomorrow morning, every Sunday morning. So if you want to sign up for the Sunday 7 newsletter where I offer kind of unique content, go to andrew-brandt.com. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. It is The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, the NBA season shouldn't have an asterisk. I'll explain why in a second. But before I forget, um, I just wanted to mention this because we were talking about the Shakari Richardson situation and had a lot of people talking about like performance enhancing and you know the the testing and you know whether she was high in competition and all that and and, and I kept saying I you know I'm, I'm sure this was a result of the, it still being in her system not her actually you know using before the race uh and I've confirmed that um so the United States Anti-Doping Agency said her sp- suspension began on June 28th and was reduced to one month because her use of cannabis occurred out of competition and was unrelated to her performance at the trials. So by their own definition, this was not a performance-enhancing situation, and it was not something she was under the influence of when she ran 100 meters in 10.89 seconds, and it just further adds to how stupid it is. It's just stupid. I know it's the rule. I know she broke the rule. I know this is the consequences of breaking the rule. Duh. But it shouldn't be a rule. And when are we going to change it? Because it's not a performance enhancer. And recreationally, if alcohol is the standard, which was removed from their prohibited list in 2018, why is weed still there given it is objectively less harmful for you than alcohol? The end.
End of story. Shakari Richardson should be allowed to run. They should change it now. But if they're not going to do that, they should use this as the case to make the change going forward. 855-212-4227. Let's go to David in Green Bay. David, you're up with Robin Lundberg here on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Independence Day, 4th of July. How you doing, sir? Same to you. I'm doing well. Very well. You've been doing great, great stuff as always. Love your articles as well. You've been talking a bunch of stuff today. I'm going to hit, hopefully, in about 120 seconds, a couple of them. And then I'd like to ask you a question and leaving, if you'll allow me. Sure. Um, great interview with Andrew Brandt. I'm in Town here in Green Bay. Uh, just a quick uh, note here to Green Bay with Mark Murphy and everything going on. We really missed the boat. Andrew Brandt should have become uh, the CEO. This guy is uh, he's, he's unbelievable. He hit on a bunch of points. Um, I think Milton Bradley should come up with a brand new game called Nilopomy because this name, uh, image, and likeness is going to become huge down the road. And as far as the NCAA is concerned, uh, they've got to identify and they're going to have to comply with what's going to become. And that's just the way it is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But uh, national media uh, hit baseball quickly. Who's the hottest team in uh, Major League Baseball? It's the Milwaukee Brewers, 10-game winning streak. Uh, and we're moving forward. Uh, pitching, uh, they always say, in, uh, you're not you're a basketball guy, we'll get there. But Great pitching beats great hitting. And uh, with Peralta, um, uh, Woodruff, and Burns, and a bullpen of Hader and Williams, we got a 10-game winning streak. We're stretching it out. It's early days, I know. But uh, don't be surprised if Milwaukee is not in the playoffs again for the third straight year. More to your heart, though, um, Independence Day. You know, it was interesting, I thought. Uh, Young out with Atlanta and then Giannis out. Uh, independence. Let's see what these teams are without their superstars. I think that's a good twist. And uh, well, uh, you know, the Bucks came up with a game plan uh, in Game Five, and uh, they uh, well, they put people in position to be successful. And uh, I think that Drew Holiday, and maybe you'll respond on that later. Twenty-five points, thirteen uh, rebounds, and uh, Lopez with thirty-three, and Middleton finally showing up. Uh, we we took a game that everybody thought we wouldn't we wouldn't take, and now we go into game six, and and hopefully we get to to face the Suns. Um, the thing that I wanted to leave you with, though, uh, besides wishing everybody a happy Fourth of July and everybody enjoy their families and take the time, is uh, wasn't yesterday or yeah yesterday wasn't that the opt out day of the biggest uh, story in sports for like the last month that you guys just could never stop talking about. No offense, but did Aaron Rodgers opt out for, uh, the, the season or is he still there? Uh, oh, well, Aaron, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers opted out of the season, you would have heard about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Hey Robin, thank you so much. You guys enjoy your, enjoy your holiday weekend. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, go pack go. And, uh, uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers did not opt out of the 2021 season. As far as the Milwaukee Bucks, it's a good basketball team, right? Like, all these teams. You don't get this far if you're not a good basketball team. Whether or not you have stars or not, I mean, stars put you over the top. I Does it stink that all the stars are out? Yeah, it sucks, right? Like, that's a bummer. It just is. There, You know, you got an Olympic team of guys who have been hurt in, in some way, shape, or form, either out or limited, whether it's it's Giannis or Trey Young 
or LeBron James or Anthony Davis or James Harden or Kyrie Irving or Donovan Mitchell or Kawhi Leonard, on and on and on. I'm missing people. You know, stars. And I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. But that doesn't mean there's an asterisk. You know? I don't believe in asterisks, first of all. Um, to me, generally, that's only used by people who have an agenda and they want to uphold their agenda. For instance, the bubble title doesn't count because I don't want LeBron to have another title. You know? And if we're applying the asterisks here, where do you have to go? Like, how far back do you have to go before there's a non-asterisk season? Because if there's an asterisk next to this year's season, well, there's got to be an asterisk next to the bubble season. And then the year before that, the Raptors won, but Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson were hurt, so there's got to be an asterisk on that title as well. So that's three consecutive asterisk seasons. I mean, come on. Injuries are a part of sports. Circumstances help determine every champion. Uh, is the best team going to win it all this year? Maybe not. I mean, I believe firmly the Brooklyn Nets are the best team. Had they been healthy? They weren't. And instead, somebody else is going to get an opportunity. Whether it be the Bucks, Hawks, or, or Suns. You know, it's funny because Chris Paul is the pre president of the Players Association, right? He didn't do this on purpose, obviously. But the, the negotiations that, that he held may end up, you know, leading eventually to his first championship. I wouldn't, you know, the Bucks are, if Giannis can get back out there, Giannis is like Shaq to me in the sense that he is um, so physically dominant and people tend to criticize Giannis more for what he isn't than, than give him credit for what he is. Because you never heard Shaq getting criticized for not being a closer, right? Um, and Giannis, it, it, it was putting up Shaq numbers. Before he went down. Like, his numbers were identical to Shaq in his Lakers heyday. The kind of dominance Giannis was, was showing on the on the court. Um, uh, but unfortunately, I mean, that was a pretty significant hyperextension. Luckily, he didn't have any ligament damage. And, and I, I saw the report last night that he could play in a game seven if it, if it goes that far. And Chris Paul, we can get to in, in, in a minute. But, you know, Chris Paul is one of the all-time great point guards regardless of where you're putting him on the list. And he, he's now got a chance at a championship, in part because of the injuries. But, you know, that's that's how things happen, circumstances. So part one of this is, no, there's not an asterisk on the season. It's silly to say that. Come on. Why do we want to devalue what we're watching and seeing? Just like there was no asterisk on the bubble. There's no asterisk on the bubble season. Unique does not equal invalid. Just because it was different doesn't mean it wasn't the same for everyone involved. There was no competitive disadvantage. And this year, it sucks. But it doesn't change the fact that the Phoenix Suns or the Milwaukee Bucks or the Atlanta Hawks will be NBA champions when the season is over. And they will have earned that championship. The injuries themselves... The number. There's no one explanation for that either. I'm sorry. Was there a quick turnaround? Yes. And a condensed schedule? Yes. You know, people act like the, the NBA did that as like some ruler, though. Like, you shall have this quick turnaround. That was the, signed off by the NBA Players Association. You have a union for a reason. NBA PA signed off on that. 
because there was a lot of money at stake. Of course it happened for money. Of course. But, you know, the, the players get that share of the pie. And most NBA players aren't making $40 million a year. So the, you know, that money was significant. They were dealing with unprecedented circumstances just like we all were. So that's why that happened. Did that lead to more injuries? It's common sense. It's common sense that a short turnaround and a condensed schedule could lead to more injuries. I mean, that just makes sense. I also think the style of play today is just going to lead to more injuries. I don't know if it's sustainable. You know, everybody talks about old-time basketball and forearm shivers and the like. The explosive movement in today's game is taxing. The, the closeouts, the switching, the getting up and down the floor, it's just going to increase the likelihood of injury, increase the likelihood of collision, all that stuff. So, especially given how long the season is, that's something they have to address moving forward. I don't know if it's sustainable. But at the same time, you can't put every injury into that bucket either. We have to use our brains and our eyes. LeBron's injury had nothing to do with wear and tear. Solomon Hill rolled up under him. Kyrie's injury had nothing to do with wear and tear. He came down on Giannis's ankle. Or Giannis's foot turned his ankle. Trey Young's injury had nothing to do with wear and tear or a short turnaround. He ran up on the ref. Giannis fell on Clint Capella. I mean, so I know it's like it's almost natural for people to want to blame something. There's a definition of blame I really like, and it's it's uh, a way to to discharge pain and discomfort, right? You have this pain, you have this discomfort, you want to put it somewhere, and that's where you find a blame. That's why like, sports fans are always looking for somebody to blame for a loss. And sometimes there's a good reason to blame someone or something. But other times, you know, there's just not any one thing or one person to blame. And in this case, I, I don't think you can blame any one thing for the NBA injuries. The short turnaround played a factor, sure. Obviously, common sense. The style of play of today's game played a factor uh sure and some random stuff happened bad breaks collisions that had nothing to do with either the other two and it just sucks no one wants to you know see all those players out for the playoffs hopefully Giannis gets back you know because I, I think a Suns Bucks finals is pretty compelling if he's out there Chris Paul going for his first title. Giannis going for his first title. Chris Paul doing it, you know, at, at an older age, having gone to different teams, never, like, teaming up with the superstars to do it. I mean, he's there with Harden via trade, obviously. But, you know, the way his career has unfolded. Giannis deciding to stay in Milwaukee and and having things go his way until that injury and, and a chance for a championship. Like, I think that's a pretty compelling finals. But will it necessarily be the best team? 
probably not. Does that mean they don't deserve it or haven't earned it? Of course they have. Injuries, you know, they're a part of the game, even if they're a little bit more this year. So no asterisks and no one single thing to blame for the injury plague NBA playoffs. 855-212-4227 if you want to weigh in on that. We've talked the NBA, NBA playoff injuries, whether or not there should be an asterisk. The answer is no. 855-212-4227. Whether Shohei Otani should be a bigger deal, it just feels like that guy uh, deserves more coverage than he's getting in Major League Baseball right now, considering what he's doing is transcendent. Name, image, and likeness, the impact that that could have uh, across the college sports landscape. And, of course, Shakari Richardson not being able to participate in the Olympics due to a positive marijuana test. Those topics on the table at 855-212-4227. It is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.